Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the episode of Living Light Outdoors. On the mic with you in the office. It's Thursday. We are rocking towards the weekend. Sorry I'm getting in here a little late this evening. It's been a long day. A lot of things going on today. I want to share a message with you. You know, I, I've, on Wednesdays, I've been doing that, that study on the Holy Spirit that a Pastor Joe Rostek. I don't know the man personally. I just uh, I follow him on Facebook, on social media. And he puts out kind of a daily, um, like a daily devotional, if you will. And and I, I shared with him that I was taking his Holy Spirit series, and, and I wanted to use it because of our study that we're doing on Wednesday nights. If you're not touching on those, you really need to. Those are those are powerful. But he, he recently did one. Um, I don't remember the day he put this one out, but I, it immediately caught my attention because it's things that we've talked about quite frequently lately, and I believe are still very pertinent today. I, I think... Um, even though it may be familiar scripture for, for things that we've talked about just in the in the short past, um, I, I still think it's worthy because it continues with that that feeling of urgency uh, that I still have that that feeling of we've got to to move, we've got to stand our ground, we've got to prepare for these battles that we're going to face, we are facing, and that we're walking through and fighting even right now. And there's more to come. Uh, God's doing some in. in, in just incredibly different things as we speak. Uh, the Spirit of God is moving strongly. We're, we're seeing an outpouring of His Spirit in different ways all over the country. And I believe we're going to see some incredible things happen in short order coming into this new year. I titled this Stand Your Ground. Again, this is from Joe Rostek's studies. But Ephesians chapter 6, verse, verse 13 says, Therefore, remember what that word means, because of this, put on the full armor of God. So that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, ooh, I love that next part, stand therefore, stand because of all of this. Whether you like it or not, you're in a battle. The battle's been going on since the Garden of Eden. Long before you were ever born, the sides were determined and the battle line drawn. On the side is the devil, one side is the devil, with those who choose to follow him in rebellion. Their motto, my will be done. On the other side is Jesus, along with all who follow him in humility. Their motto, not my will, but God's will be done. This battle is not fought with swords, guns, or any other kind of earthly weapons, but rather with arguments and beliefs. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4-6 through six says this, The weapons of our warfare are not physical weapons of flesh and blood. Our weapons are divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses. We are destroying sophisticated arguments and every exalted and proud thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God. And we are taking every thought and purpose captive to the obedience of Christ, being ready to punish every act of disobedience when your own obedience as a church is complete. When our own obedience as God's people is complete. This is not a battle just for the strongest men among us, or for those who enlisted in the military. This is a spiritual battle, and that by its very nature enlists all of us, every man, every woman, and every child. No one can avoid the battle of the ages. Everyone is on a side fighting for what they believe in. The good news is that Jesus came 2,000 years ago, and he defeated our enemy, and he destroyed his kingdom. First John chapter 3, 8 says, The one who practices sin, separating himself from God and offending him by acts of disobedience, indifference, or rebellion, is of the devil and takes his inner character and moral values from him, not God. 
For the devil has sinned and violated God's law from the beginning. The Son of God appeared for this purpose, to destroy the works of the devil. The bad news is, not everyone has switched sides. Sadly, many have already suffered defeat and are now in hell waiting to be cast into the lake of fire with the devil and his demons. Eternity is at stake in this battle, and only those who confess Jesus as their Lord and King will be saved and given victory. For those of us who have switched sides and are now reborn into the kingdom of God, we're commanded to put the whole armor of God on and to stand our ground. We are to stand our ground until we die, or Jesus comes back and establishes his kingdom on earth. We may not know how the devil will fight against us, but we can be sure of this. His attacks will come. Some battles may involve our families, others our communities, but all of them will be designed to attack our mind and try to get us to surrender our faith. No matter what battle we face, we should always remember, greater is he that is within us than he that is in this world, 1 John 4, 4. I challenge you to put on the full armor of God. Stand your ground, and when you've done everything you can, continue to stand. If you should stumble and fall, quickly get back up and stand your ground again. If people leave you or hurt you, continue to stand your ground. Even when you're tempted to think the battle will never end, don't give up, but rather praise God in the midst of your trials and stand your ground. No matter what happens, no matter what troubles you face, no matter how many times the devil attacks you, stand your ground. Here are three ways that can help you stand the ground that you have. One, build your life on the foundation of God's word. Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 through 27 says, So everyone who hears the words of mine and acts on them will be like a wise man, a far-sighted, practical, and sensible man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell, and the floods and the torrents came, and the winds blew and slammed against that house. Yet it did not fall, because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish, stupid man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell, and the floods and the torrents came, and the winds blew and slammed against that house, and it fell, and great and complete was its fall. Secondly, put on the whole armor of God and never take it off. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 13 through 18, very familiar scripture. Therefore, because of this, put on the complete armor of God so that you will be able to successfully resist and stand your ground in the evil day of danger, and having done everything that the crisis demands to stand firm in your place, fully prepared, immovable, victorious, so stand firm and hold your ground, having tightened the wide band of truth, personal integrity, moral courage around your waist, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, an upright heart, and having strapped on your feet the gospel of peace in preparation to face the enemy with firm-footed stability and the readiness to produce, produced by the good news. And above all, lift up the protective shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, with all prayer and petition, pray with specific requests at all times, on every occasion, and in every season, in the Spirit. And with this in view, stay alert with all perseverance and petition, interceding in prayer for all of God's people. You really need to slow down and read that piece of Scripture again. That's Ephesians chapter 6, verse 13 through 18. That's a war plan. That's a battle plan that comes straight from the war room. We need to understand what that says. Pray with, with all prayer and petition. 
with specific requests, pray at all times. Pray it on every occasion and pray in every season in the Spirit. We've been talking about praying in the Spirit. And with this in view, we stay alert with all perseverance, with all petition, and we intercede. We stand in the gap in prayer for all of God's people. That's powerful. And thirdly, depend upon God in prayer for victory in every battle you face. First Thessalonians 5.17, be unceasing and persistent in prayer. Pray without ceasing. That, 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 does that mean you go around with your head bowed and your eyes closed and your hands folded in prayer all the time? No, that's dumb. You're going to run into stuff. And it's going to hurt yourself. But what it is is staying in a mindset, a constant communication, this constant level of communication that at any given moment, at, at any time of lapse, at any time you've got a little free time, your mind wanders to the things of God. That, that unceasing and persistent in prayer. That There's a, a meme, I think, that goes around, or maybe it's a story, but it says, Ask. Ask again. Ask him again. Ask him again. Don't stop. Be persistent in your prayer. Martin Luther boldly said during the Reformation in the midst of a trial, Here I stand. I can do no other. God help me. Here I stand, Lord. I can't do anything but stand here. God help me. Are you willing to stand your ground? To be ready in season and out of season? To be prepared to explain from the Bible why you should stand your ground and why you chose to stand firm? You're going to be asked. There's going to be people who wonder, are you prepared to explain to them biblically why you stand your ground and why you choose to stand firm and why they should stand their ground? Pray that God will use you to reach out to those who've been defeated by the enemy. They're all around us. We've all suffered our losses. We all understand what that means. Pray that God will use you to reach into those people's lives and lift them up, encourage them, embolden them, strengthen them. Let them know you got their back this time, that they're not going to stand alone to seek that which has been lost so that they may be found. That's our battle cry, to seek out that which is lost so that they may be found. God doesn't want anyone to perish. He wants everyone to have eternal life. But they've got to be given the ability. Uh, listen, I just had a conversation with uh, some longtime friends uh, come over, and uh, it, it reminded me of a story. We talked a little bit about it. He, th- This man lived uh, just a couple of blocks from the church that I attended. I youth pastored at. It was actually my home church growing up. I was gone for quite some time. I came back as youth pastor and served there for a while. He lived within eyesight of the church. I've known him for years and years and years. And he was saying tonight how all these years of growing up, his parents never never took him to church. They they weren't church-going people. They weren't spiritual people. And and, and one a co-worker finally asked him to go to church. And this is, uh, man, this was just been a decade ago. Asked him to go to church and ask him again. And he asked him again. And he finally said, okay, I'll go. He didn't know what church was all about. He was kind of worried about going and being around all those people. He went to church. He wound up giving his life to the Lord. I told him tonight, I used his story when he told me that the first time. It's been many years ago. But I used his story from the pulpit of that church within eyesight of his house. Kind of a condemnation of myself saying, you know what? I've known this man for decades. I've known him for years. And here I am in ministry a couple of blocks from south. I can see his house from here. And not one time have I ever asked him to go to church with me. Not one time have I ever shared the gospel with him. 
and I used it as a challenge to our church, that the lost, the hurting, those who've been in battle, those who've been defeated, they're all around us all the time. What do we do about it? Ask God to open your eyes to see. Give you his eyes that you might see those who around you are lost and hurting and needing someone to speak truth to them. Stand our ground. We're in a war. We're at war right now. Whether you like it or not, we're engaged in a battle. If you're a follower of Jesus Christ, you're on his side and you have one task, to go therefore into all the world and preach the gospel, to lead people to Jesus Christ, to pull them out of the pits of hell, to pull them out of the grasp of the enemy, to rescue them from darkness and share your light with them. That's our call. That's our rolling. And we're to stand our ground. No matter what we face, no matter what the enemy throws at us, we're to stand our ground. We're to trust God in the midst of this battle. We're to have each other's back. We're to, you know, God showed me one time why there's no mention of, and when you talk about putting on all that armor, there's no mention of any armor for your backside. He shared there's two reasons for that. One, we should never turn our back on our enemy. We should always face our enemy. Always stand facing your enemy. Secondly, we're to have each other's back. We're to cover each other from the backside as we stand in agreement, as we stand in this warfare together, fighting this unseen enemy. But we know that spirit's there. And we stand with the sword of, of, of the truth, the very word of God and the shield of faith. And we stand our ground. Having done everything we can to stand, stand, therefore. Stand because of all of this. Stand because he did for us even in the face of death. That is our call today. Stand your ground. I pray this hits you right in the bonkers tonight. I, I want it to hit you right between the eyes. I want you to understand what God's calling us to. We're at war. It's time to engage in this battle. There is no sideline. There is no timeout. There is no chair in the corner. We got to engage. If we're not engaged in this battle, we're going to lose. You're going to fight. If you don't fight, you're going to lose. You're going to be run over by the enemy. If you've been being run over, stand. Stand your ground. I'll stand with you. I know there's thousands of people out here who stand with you. Listen to the Word of God. Get in the Word of God. Begin to speak the Word of God. Begin to pray consistently. Pray fervently. Begin to speak that Word over your life. Stop speaking defeat. Stop speaking the, 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 the negatives over your life and begin to speak promises of God. Begin to speak truths of God over your life. When life gets you down, begin to speak truth. Begin to speak the Word of God over yourself. Get in His Word. Understand His Word. Learn His Word. And pray. Talk to Him. Communicate with God on a constant basis. Never letting go of that. Amen. God bless you guys. I've challenged you tonight in this message. Stand your ground. Uh, stand with us as we seek out that which is lost so that they may be found. Amen. Ron and I love you. We thank you so much for your support. We thank you for your prayers. Uh, thank you for sharing these messages, uh, sharing the gospel. That's what we're to do. Reach out into the darkness with the light. These are messages of light. Shine them out into other people's lives. Amen. Thank you for your financial support. All of our giving links on our website, www.livingloudoutdoors.com, pinned right at the top of our Facebook page. Uh, you can give any way. We'll, we'll find a way. <laughs> uh, thank you for your prayers. Please continue to pray with us, pray for us, and walk with us on this journey as we continue to engage the enemy in battle on a daily basis. Amen. God bless you. We love you. We'll talk to you again real soon.